So we're finally at part three of Cavs Warriors Week, and this is the at-large bid crew, myself, Tim Daniel, with Taylor Burkfeld, who last we did a podcast together, we were preparing for me to go to the Big East tournament, and um, well, yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot happened. Um, <laughs> I, you know, not to not to brag, but my North Carolina Tar Heels did not miss the tournament this year because there was there was no tournament this year. Yes. So I was already preparing for a March without the tournament to be, you know, my team being in there. And then when it actually happened, I actually I'm good. I, I'll I'll take a year where they don't make the tournament rather than not having it. It was a unbelievable time. I mean, I like everybody's going through it. It's it's wild, weird, uncomfortable. It's all that all that mixed into one. Um, but yeah, I mean, we went from Preparing, you're up in New York for the Big East tournament. You watched the last basketball game that was played, you know. Um, <laughs> it's entirely uh, no sports for you know 90 days. Now we're looking at the NBA coming back in a month, a month and a half, and kind of getting where talking about you know we can start talking about college basketball next year because it looks like things are in place where we will get a season next year. What that looks like, no idea. But I'm okay talking about the hypotheticals rather than what we don't have. So yeah, exactly. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've already booked my Disney World trip for Thanksgiving yeah. for the there Orlando Classic. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have the third installment in this series we did this week. This is Warriors versus Cavs 2018 Game 1. Um, so do we pick these three games? I know they seem very Cavaliers favoritism between 2016, the Christmas of 16, and this. But I wanted to pick these three games because it felt like they were like the ones that stood out the most. They were the most competitive. They were the ones that like, when you talk about the chapters of this series, this four-year rivalry, I felt like these were the three biggest ones that stuck out. And this one was well a big one because it's the first time we saw both these teams potentially not make it. So if you remember in the conference finals, Golden State played Houston. Houston was up three to two. Chris Paul gets hurt. And then there's like the, game six, the Rockets are up by about 18 and a half time and they blow the lead. And then game seven, they're up big again, but they had that stretch where they missed like 27 straight threes, which yeah. you can't miss four straight threes against the Warriors, let alone 27. Unbelievable. And then on the other end, um, the Cavs, you know, get taken a seven by the Pacers with all Depot's first year of the team. And they need a LeBron game winner in game four to stay alive. And he plays the whole game, game seven. Um, then they sweep the number one seeded Raptors with LeBron has in game three hits that crazy floater. Yeah. And then they face the young Celtics who are without Kyrie Irving, who are without Gordon Hayward. And Terry Rozier made a lot of money off the series. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that play where uh, he, he went up to try, I mean, I credit to Terry. He tried to posterize LeBron and LeBron didn't back down. I mean, like when will people realize like Matt, Bond, I wasn't, was it a uh, Tiago splitter? You know, mm-hmm. anybody trying to dunk on LeBron, like it just doesn't work. Like he, like I mean, Jalen Brown posted him this year in a regular. Jason season. Tatum but, got that one yeah. in, the, in game and, seven. And then flexed on him and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten, LeBron's blocking that. And that one for Terry. I mean, Terry had a full court. Like LeBron made a bad pass, like full everything going Terry's way. Jumped up, and just met at the rim. Like it was <laughs> unbelievable. And that like changed the game too, because Boston was like whooping ass too. So. Do you remember that game was very like 1990s NBA? I think the final was like 87 to 79. Right. And, like Jeff Green had the game of his life. And yeah, because like, I remember they were booing him like really bad. It was like, it's very yeah. funny. But I mean, that, the funniest part, like I'm doing the research for this and looking over, like just looking at the the Warriors roster and then just, I'm looking at the Cavalier, Cavaliers roster and just cracking up. I'm like, I know. like come like Larry Nance. Like no offense to Larry Nance, but like, come on, bro. He's not an NBA finals player. And he played fine. It's just. Yeah, it, it's, it's really hilarious good. looking at like, you know, and, and I'm not, and I, you know, credit, I'm not the biggest LeBron guy. Like I think he's the best basketball player in the world. Like I've always been a Kobe fan growing up and it's never been about like Kobe LeBron for me just because I can like them both. They never really played each other when it mattered when right. Kobe's in his height and LeBron's in his height. Um, and I, I, there are things I don't like about LeBron, but there are things that I can obviously watch him play basketball and respect him. Like, okay, he's the best player in the world. But, but even then I was like, yeah, I feel bad for him. Like, you know, going into the finals against the Warriors, like, I, I used to like Durant a lot, and then when he went to the Warriors, I felt it was kind of cheap. But it, there's things about him that I obviously don't like now. But going into that final, I just remember being like, "Yeah, he's got he's got to carry the load by himself." And Kevin Love helped a little bit, and yeah. But when the starting lineups: LeBron, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, George Hill, Tristan Thompson, like against that Warriors team, like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> so, so yeah, this game is just like because if you remember at this time, this is is he leaving at the end of the year? Oh yeah. Um, the Cavs made that crazy 
had that crazy trade deadline where like Isaiah Thomas gets traded, Dwayne Wade gets traded, um, Jay Crowder gets traded. Yeah. Uh, Wade was to Chicago. Crowder was to Wade was actually back to Miami for like a 2020 second, second round pick. It was just like a, it was a favor basically. And then Isaiah Thomas was traded to the Lakers. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, right. Um, Jay Crowder and Derek Rose were traded to the Jazz. And in return, they got George Hill, um, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson. And there was another guy they got. In there. Rodney Hood? Yeah, Rodney Hood. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Didn't Hood right. get hurt? Yeah. In the, in the finals? Like, he, yeah. Like, he was, I mean, he was dressed for game one, which is going to be one of my points I want to bring up. Is like, you're already overmatched. But, um, yeah, so – you know, they come into game one, and remember, they all have the matching, like, short suits. They were wearing the blue. Oh, like, they were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. It's like, like yeah. LeBron, like, bought them for the team, I think he said. And yeah. um, Isaiah Thomas was like, hey, I got measured for that suit, but I never got it. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, that was a crazy – I mean, going back to – that was just a crazy year. I remember, I remember where I was at for this game one, just remember sitting there and watching it, being like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch another – performance like that ever again and then you know beginning of the year when Kyrie got traded to Boston I was like I remember I was like strictly against it I was like what in the hell are they doing because no offense to Isaiah Thomas but I yeah I give, I'll take Kyrie all day even with the headaches even with the negative attitude like Kyrie yeah. all day over Isaiah so plus Isaiah yeah. Thomas was hurt yeah right he's coming off I mean his hip and he wasn't like they were like he, he won't play for months into the season I'm like just a weird move like yeah, he played like twenty games for the Cavs, and Great. apparently, like LeBron knew he was getting traded um, before <laughs> the day before. So there's that game against the Timberwolves when LeBron blocks Jimmy Butler and then hits the game winner on him, and you see like they're celebrating the game, and Isaiah Thomas jumps up to him to celebrate, and LeBron doesn't even look at him because he's like, "You're getting traded tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so. Yeah, that's kind of like the story. The Cavs just had this crazy, this weird year. Like the fact this team made the finals is unreal. I think the 07 Cavs are probably better than this team. I'm kidding. Kevin Love's better than anyone on the 07 like, team. Come on, it's close. It's pretty close. But um, you know, at the same point though, we mocked it. We mocked them for like how weird this roster was. They still had a lot of guys that had NBA Finals experience, obviously from all mm-hmm. the guys that hung out, you know, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. Those four guys right there alone, counting LeBron, knew what it took to get there. So for those younger guys, those newer players, that were like, okay, this is what we have to do. That was big. And I think that really stood out when you watch this game because you're like, it's really competitive for a long time. Like the game goes back and forth for a while. There's a big, like a, there's a big fight feel. It's like a you know, heavyweight bout. Um and you're like, okay, it's because these guys know like what it takes to be here, and they know that they've got to step their game up. Right. Um, so let's just jump into the game. I mean, you know, it's a, it's what we're here for. So the first thing that jumped out to me was when they come out for tip off, Durant takes the opening tip against Tristan Thompson. Did you notice that? Yeah, that was weird. I mean, they the Warriors started too. They, I mean, I think I have it right here. Uh, it was Draymond, Steph, Durant, Thompson, and Looney. So it's like. I mean, Durant can get it up, but it's just, yeah, it was just kind of odd that, you know, I've never seen that before from him taking it, especially when they had, like, JaVale McGee. Loney can get up a little bit. Like, you know, somebody like any of those guys would have took the tip. I'd, I'd have been fine, too, but at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. So, Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, so the game starts. And from the beginning, you could tell that this was, like, it was a trendsetter. It wasn't, like, the typical, like, feel-out process. These teams were playing for each other for the fourth year in a row in the finals. And, you know, LeBron comes down, hits the opening basket. Curry comes down, hits a really deep three. And then the thing, you know, Durant picks LeBron up full court, which was like – This is the first This is the first finals Durant, Durant versus LeBron, right? Other than 2012. One. Other than oh, – okay, right, right. Yeah, so 17 was the one the Warriors won in five. Yep. And then this was – yeah, this was the – right, okay. Alert. So, yeah, so, um, you know, like the, the back and forth, like it's a, uh, Curry's to three. And then like hits Durant on that oop. Love hits that bank shot. And then Curry hits another deep three. And you're like, oh, okay, this is you know this is what it takes. This is what it's like. And then um, you had the first big gasp moment in the finals when there's that big like there's the, like outlet pass that's thrown down, and Jr. and Clay Thompson bump into each other and hit the ground. And Clay Thompson's down for a while. He's like hitting his right. hand on the on the on the floor. And you're like, oh boy. And Jr. Smith is the most hated person there. So do you, like that moment to me was I was like. You know, obviously, you don't want to see anyone hurt, but 
you're like, okay, maybe this is going to give that Cavs a little bit of a window. Or so you think, because Jordan Bell comes in and plays the best six minutes of his life. Yeah, Jordan Bell looks like he's about to get a max contract in the next <laughs> year for those next minutes, right? And kind of like what you said, the beginning, that first, you know, not a media timeout, but those first couple minutes, LeBron, like, you know, anybody who's watched him, he's very, like, not passive, but at the beginning of the game, I think he gets his teammates involved. He, he sees, you know, yeah. okay, who's going to be a problem? Who's going to be this? What should we work on? Like, that kind of stuff. But immediately game one, I think he knew, like, like you said, we're familiar with these teams. A, we're outmatched. B, like, we're definitely not the favorites. Like, I got to set the tone early, and I got to just take over. And he just did. Like, I mean, like, there are modes, like, when that that picture, when he's in Miami, when he's, like, looking up, looks like the devil, like, and against Boston when he took over. Like, when he was in Cleveland yeah. against the uh, Pistons in, like, 05 or 06, whenever he, like, won, like, won a couple games. Like, there's just, mo- yeah, there just moments where it's like, yeah, he's you get the fuck out of his way, like, and he's going to take over. And I, I kind of got that vibe from, like, watching watching it again. I was like, man, he is just, like, in another zone. And obviously, the, his stats that he put up, but we'll get to that later. But, I mean, I'm, like, I'm, like, one of the best basketball games I've ever seen in my entire life. Performances, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, I've said before, I think this was his best game he's ever played. And yeah. I know we'll, like, kind of touch on it all. But, um, yeah, so, like, Jordan Bell has that, like, weird, like, he's, like, backing Kevin Love in and then hits that turnaround jumper at the end of the shot clock. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, let's see if that ever happens again. Um. And then you see the Cavs really start to use their offense pretty quickly at this point. So Love hits LeBron on that backdoor cut, which is, like, super nice. Uh, JR, like, hits Kevin Love on the cut. This was the point I made in the last episode. Like, why did it take three years for Ty Lue to be like, why don't we have LeBron cut to the rim more? Right. Having him stand 40 feet from the basket doesn't really do us much good, you know. Yeah. Being the biggest athlete in the world, most freaking nature guy running at the rim, it's going to be hard to stop. So it's a great idea. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so what What the – yeah, so, you know, you see him kind of do a little bit more of that. And then um, two-minute mark, Clay Thompson comes back in. Cavs have another run at the end of the first. It's 30-29 at the, fir- at the end of the first. I know we've touched on it a little bit here, but when you look at, like, that first quarter, that you know, like I said, there's no feeling out process. This is familiarity. This is experience. Um, what do you – what do you remember, like, your feeling at the end of the quarter? Even, like, when you go back and watch, even though you know what the result is, do you remember, like – all right, cool. Like we have ourselves a ball game here. Like this feels like it could be a series for a moment. Yeah. Especially because the media leading up to the finals were, I mean, like you, like we touched at the talk there at the top of it, like both teams coming off a seven game series and it's like, okay. And I just remember it being like, okay, the Warriors have woken up now. They realize that they can be beaten, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, this will yeah. be the, beating the Rockets was the hardest thing they're going to have. And then it felt like Cleveland was limping into the finals other than being Toronto. I mean, like you said, seven games, it was seven with Pacers. Yep. Yep, and then seven with Boston. So it's like they're limping their way in. And then leading up to the finals, it was Golden State's going to roll them, Golden State's going to roll them. And then at the end of that first quarter, I was like, all right, like the best player in the world is not going to get swept, we think. Uh, but, yeah. Right. But, um, you know, so I, that, it was kind of a calming, like also like, all right, because nobody wants to watch a series where it's, it's 4-0 and uh, games are ugly. And it's like just not as fun. The finals are supposed to be like lock in for three or four hours every night and watch the best basketball players in the world play. So it kind of gave you that sense of relief. Like, okay, we're going to get a good game here and maybe hopefully a good series. So. Yeah. And so, you know, and it was like, it was a nice tip point. Um, this was the first finals I was in my new house. I remember like, I was like, I feel bad for all of my neighbors while I watch these games because like the Celtics series, I was so into it. Uh, like game seven, I remember like running around my condo, like just so like freaking fired up. And I was like, then I got to follow this up. So yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so second quarter comes in and, you know, you mentioned earlier Larry Nance Jr. You know, it was like, maybe it does belong on the court. And like you say, yeah. he's making really nice plays. Um, LeBron is that dunk on David West and Sean Livingston at the same time. Oh, <laughs> like, you baptized him. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And this was kind of like the slower quarter of the whole game because we kind of get to the six. Like, it's just kind of going back and forth. Uh, Clay comes down and hits some shots when he's back in. Durant is like not hit a three yet. He didn't hit his first three till the third quarter. And then um, the cast kind of gets uncomfortable. And the six-minute mark was like halfway through the quarter. LeBron sits down for the first time. And they run out George Hill, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, Jeff Green, and Tristan Thompson. You're like – all right, let's let's see how good you guys are without LeBron. And they're like, all right, here's five quick points. You're like, all right, cool. Wait for the so, other end of it, right. Yeah, and you're like, all right, nice. And then Kevin Love has that, like, shot that puts the Cavs up 11. You're like, what the hell is going on? Right. 
Kevin Love's like underappreciated. Like obviously he missed time for injuries and he was the third wheel of the big three of like mm-hmm. the Cleveland big three. But like I always thought I always liked his game and always thought like he gets dumped on for a lot of reasons that kind of out of his control. Like Yeah, agreed. And the thing too is like everyone's like, well, you know, he's lost a step. It's like, no, he's had to sacrifice just about his whole game. Cause like that Minnesota Kevin Love, that was like 20 and 20. We talked about this on Shot Collars when we did the uh, Christmas Day game. It's like, that was, you know, that's the Kevin Love we knew. And like when all these guys left Cleveland, I thought that was the guy we were going to get back, but of course he gets hurt. And now they trade for Andre Drummond, which sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. But you know, so it's kind of like just kind of goofy and just weird. And, um, but you know, he's been really solid for them. Like if he's not there, there's no way they win in 16. There's just, you know, this just doesn't happen. I do believe if him and Kyrie are healthy in 15, they win because there's no they're up 2-1. There's no way they lose three times. There's right, no way those three lose three times. Um, it just can't happen. So Cavs are up 11. Steve Kerr calls a timeout. And they come out of the timeout. And the Cavs get a 24-second violation. It costs JR a wide-open shot. And then you see the Warriors kind of start to have, like, Curry become a facilitator, and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So – they run that dive play for Draymond to the rim. He hits him perfectly. He hits the ramp for the dunk. It ties the game. And you're like, all right, cool. So this is what we expected. And you can kind of see, like, there's a little bit of not necessarily panic, but you can see Ty Lue is like, oh, shit, here we go again. Right. Because the last thing you want to be is on the other end of a run in Oracle against the Warriors. <laughs> like, with that crowd going nuts. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, we're bleeding. You're just trying to limp to the finish line. So I remember, like, they would always have those, those just they were the best at this is what I missed about this Warriors team. They were the best team at just like the extra pass. You know, like right. it was like no one knew where the guy was, but the guy that caught the ball was like always had a shot. Just the way they like confused defenses and tied their legs up and the way they made guys move, especially on the perimeter. So like they would do that thing where like Curry would drive and dish to Draymond, who when like the defense would attack him, you would see Clay in the corner, and then they, they would have someone to play in that zone that would attack Clay and Kevin Durant's in there by himself. Right. He just you know cuts to the rim for a dunk, and it's like I just don't know if we'll have that again. I just don't know if like we'll see. Obviously, we're going to see talented, great NBA teams. We have some in the league right now. I just don't know if we'll ever see a group that just worked so perfectly immediately like that. Like it's a perfect it, roster. You have a selfless yeah. point forward who kind of does the dirty work, but also can beat you if you like if you let him. You have unreal point guard that can do it all. You have one of the best score. I mean, Kevin Durant, top. I mean, when he's healthy, top three player in the league. Like I think, yeah. uh, and then Clay Thompson, just an automatic sniper, can also do a very underrated and other things of his game. But so, like you said, you have four guys out there that are all NBA talent. Like aside from Draymond, but like he has skills that make him that good. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get a team that, you know, like you said, great players, LeBron, AD, Giannis, does some things, like plenty of guys, but four people in unison who are able to make the extra pass, able to know that chemistry was there. They just had it all locked down. And I mean, the Warriors still have that without Durant, but Steph and Clay together, we didn't see that any of this year or this year. So I still think they're that duo that's pretty tough to beat. So yeah, I still have high beliefs. So, like, oh yeah, they're fine. Yeah, exactly. It, it was a year off. You know, they played about they played a hundred games a year for a little while now for five years. So <laughs> right. Yeah. They can they can take it they can take it some time. You know, it's okay. Right. Um. So when the Warriors get back in it, Curry hits Durant for the like for the dunk and they tie the game, and then you go right back down and Draymond gets that technical and you're like, ah, oh, come on, like just typical Draymond fashion. Um, sets up where Steph hits that near half court three to end the half because if you remember, um, they throw the ball in. And Jr. like goes for the goes for the steal. Yep. He tries to like tip the ball real quick and goes right by him. And it's like, and you knew as soon as Seth catches the ball, you're like, that's in. Yep. Right. So, and of course, like Steph hits it. He does that like. Yeah, I looks right at the announcers and whatnot, and he's looking <laughs> in the stand like unbelievable. Yeah. That was a big momentum swing. I mean, obviously it's it only was. three points, so it's not like it's gonna. But it got the crowd like fired up going into the half, and mm-hmm. I mean change the momentum of the game so well even so like you know like we've been mentioning this whole episode the Cavs are so outnumbered and like every mistake you make is magnified because of who you're playing mm-hmm. um you know LeBron said it in a presser in this series he's like they're like the Patriots you can't make a mistake because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna expose you and so Dre, JR doing that, you know, maybe it was just him trying to like kind of make a, like, I can't fault him either for making a play, trying to make a play because 
you tip the ball, you get a chance to have a shot yourself at the, at the buzzer. Right. You know, and I think, uh, I think JR gets a little crap for this game, obviously for obvious reasons, but I don't think he's really all that terrible. No, like, he's fine. JR's fine. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with when you look back at J.R. Smith. He's the fourth best player on the championship team. He played in four NBA finals. Uh, he's a sixth man of the year. Like, when people, like, make fun of him for just being, like, this goofy dude, which he's a – you know, he is. Like, he's had some mm, funny moments. Threw a can but, of soup at somebody. Like, there are moments <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's J.R. Like, shirtless but, J.R. at the parade. Yeah. But it's like, you know, let's stop acting like he's, like, just another dude. Like, he, he's held his own in the league for a long time. Right. Like, no. Should be I in North Carolina Dario. Yeah, I forgot I about that. that. Yeah, committed to Carolina and then went to the McDonald's All-American game, balled awesome. out, and was like, I'm going to go to the league. Which, I mean, good for him. It would have worked out. We probably had more violations if, if JR went to Carolina, <laughs> but he would have been on that 05 national championship team. Well, not to mention, the dude was drafted 18th in the first round. Like, guys right. that are drafted in that level in the first round normally don't have long, you know, pan out. Yeah, uh, like Darius Miles. Uh, yeah. 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 Gary Small played for the Clippers, right? And he had the mm-hmm. cornrows, yeah. Kwame Brown, there's a bunch of people. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, exactly. Kwame Brown, um, you know, you look at for Kwame, he had Kobe and Michael Jordan. That man never <laughs> stood a chance, by the way. Yeah. Like, he's getting yelled at all over. And then he, then he played the big three. This coach was Gary Payton. It's like, yeah, it's like Kwame's like, I fucking hate basketball, man. No wonder, yeah, terrible. Yeah, because mm-hmm. truthfully, he was probably talented enough to play at the end. I mean, he was probably talented enough to be a star, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, just bad situations. Do you remember, like, I know we're totally off topic here. Um, do you remember the draft the Wizards took Juan Dixon because Michael Jordan loved him coming yeah, out of Maryland? Hmm. It was like, oh, man. Well, it's like it's when Miami took um, Shabazz. because <laughs> LeBron. LeBron. Like, it doesn't, leave the guys who can scout like the scout. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Tough. Yeah, so at the half, it's 56-56. Um, Old school NBA score. Like, yeah. Eh, kind of. I mean – but it's physical. Both teams yeah. are offensive playing really well. I think at one point, both teams were both like above 55% from the field at the same point. Um, you know, the Cavs are hitting shots that you're like, where were these shots all year? The Warriors are doing Warriors things, but you know, it's LeBron who's still showing like he's the guy. And we come to the third and, you know, at this point we had the third quarter Warriors. Like that was the thing. They came out and they put you away in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, they were just cruising. Right. But So JaVale McGee, who plays one whole game in the conference finals against Houston comes in and right away, he's playing ISA defense on LeBron and stops him. Then he comes down, he gets a couple of plays on the offensive side of the ball. Curry comes down, hits that oop to put the clay, words are up seven and the Cavs call a timeout. Cavs miss on the on the next possession. And then JaVale McGee, who is like having this really good game, and you're like, oh hell yeah, JaVale's here. Like he's gonna show up, goes for a dunk, and gets by the rip. Yeah. Bad. Like <laughs> a bit, very bad dunk. I mean, yeah, great third quarter. And then as soon as that was over, it was like all right, get him out. Get that get the hell out of here. Like Steve was like, nope, bring in yeah, Kavan. Not a chance. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's like it was just crazy. Um, so after that happens, like, and that happens, it feels like kind of the air kind of comes a little bit more out of Oracle. Next possession, LeBron gets Curry and then Isa, which, okay, let me ask you this, if you notice this, because I, when I was watching the game, I noticed this happened a ton. Every time, like, it looked like a game plan, and the game plan makes a ton of sense. It's the 6'9 guy versus the 6'3 guy. It was like LeBron always got that switch with Curry on him. Like, the Warriors in no way, shape, or form ever change it. Like, I get Steph's a plus defender. But you're going to have six inches and about 100 pounds. I don't care if I'm the best defender in the league. I'm not taking, like, a Mack truck coming at me. I'd be like, stay home, stay home. Like, no, not a chance. Yeah, like, run a spy with Durant on him. Just make sure Durant's on him at all, like, points. Like, I don't care if you play off him. I don't care if you, like, smother him. But every time they switch, it was Curry on LeBron. It's like, yeah, so – and at this point, LeBron takes advantage of it, drives to the rim, and Curry, like, he draws the foul on Curry and hits both free throws. And it's like, we're back in the game. Yeah. But, but I felt and he like, was hitting him hard. I mean, he yeah. was, they went baby on him. He was hitting him shoulder into him right into his chest. And it's like, Jesus, man. Like, yeah. props to Curry because he hung in there. I mean, he did well yeah. on him. It's just 6'9 yeah. or 6'3 and the best player in the world. So, yeah, because um, I sent you that clip from. HBO's courtside of the NBA Finals that Bill Simmons produced, which I was so mad they took off the whole thing. 
And it's him and John Hamm talking, and he's like, this is the best game I've ever seen LeBron play. And he's like, he's really mad. He's like, I can tell he's pissed. And John Hamm's like, I was sitting right there, and I could hear him going into Curry, like pumping his shoulder into him. And I was like, I don't know how Curry's like okay today. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's Which unbelievable. My girlfriend was very excited because she very much loves John Hamm. So. Hey, Mad Men's a great show. Like top five show of all time. Yeah. She'll agree with that for sure. Um, and then, so after he hits the free throws, he comes down next possession, hits that jumper on the top of the key over Durant, which is like, that was the, was it a two or three? But when you hit it, see if you hit that shot, like, obviously, you know, you're about, you're about my age and we've seen LeBron, you know, be amazing for so long now, but it was always like, yeah, but could he shoot threes? And this was the year, like he had his best three point shooting, but the way he was shooting threes that game, you would think it was never a question. Right. And like Durant's like plays this awesome defense he's got him one-on-one and still hits that shot and you're like and it has that feeling of this is what you you know what you expect you have the two best players in the world going at it there so he gets the he gets the first one and then george hill comes down gets his fourth foul with six minutes to go in the third and you look at that Cavs bench and you go is jose calderon gonna play point guard in emergency minutes in this game because that sounds awful yeah that's uh, right that's when you kind of have to yeah, I and mean, that's the worst case. It goes back to the thing we talked at the beginning. Like, it just shows how undermatched the Cavs were in a sense because the Warriors have, you know, I mean, Quinn Cook, Patrick McCall, any of the, Sean Livingston, any of those guys on the bench would maybe even start at the point for Cleveland. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. but not over George Hill. Sean but Livingston they definitely did start at the point for Cleveland. <laughs> right. And they, they, you know, it just shows that Cleveland has, doesn't have as many assets as Golden State has. So it's, and that, that panic button would be hitting if Coron came into the game. So. Well, I was going to ask you this um, to get your thoughts on it. Like, we knew they were outmatched, and we knew they were overpowered. But all those guys that were sitting on the bench that didn't get the chance to play, Jose Calderon, shooter. Rodney yeah. Hood, shooter. When you're playing the Warriors, I understand that you want to have Kyle size. didn't play that much. Yeah, and like, why like, aren't you playing your shooters? Spread the floor, let LeBron attack, and then dish out the hood, dish out the quarter for open looks, like – Kind of, yeah. You play, beat them with their own game, which obviously easier said than done, but play a similar style. I guess to the opposite of that, like um, you don't want to play a running gun game against the Warriors with Kyle Korver and Rodney Hood out there playing defense on Steph and Play and Durant True. and other people. So, because that won't end well. They'll trade three for twos all day or your misses will turn into makes for them. So, that's funny you say that. So, Draymond told this story when I read an article. It was like the summer that they drafted Jordan Hill and they played a pickup game and LeBron played. And Draymond made sure he had Jordan Bell. Yeah, Jordan Bell, not Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill, oof, on his team. And um, he was like, they had, he made Jordan Bell guard LeBron in these pickup games. And he's like, that's fine. He's like, let him do that. He's like, we're going to score all the threes for all the Tuesday hits, so just let him do that. And so that kind of reminded me of that. Um, at this point in the game, LeBron hits a deep three, ties the game, and that's his 109th career 30-point playoff game. And Mike Breen has this amazing line. Like Breen just, I think that was like one of my themes in the series of podcasts was Mike Breen goes, it's like he makes history every night. And it, at that case, it really was. Cause that was like the uh, postseason where he passed Jordan for all time playoff scoring. Um, and that was like his, he, hits, he had a 40 point game that night, which was like his sixth NBA finals game. I think with that, I think Will Chamberlain's the only other person that People did that. People still hate on him. That's like, I, you can hate, you can hate him. You can dislike him. You can like, but the people who don't think he's good at basketball or don't think he's the best ever or two or three, like, it's like, it just baffles me. It's like, how do you watch someone who's playing in the most advanced version of the game and dominating a game? And they're like, 17 Guy. years. Yeah. It's like, and me and my dad and like my girlfriend said, I got in the biggest argument, like watching the last dance. And I'm like, I'm a Jordan guy. I'm a Carolina, Carolina fan, Jordan fan, Kobe fan. Like I am like, I like guys like that. And I was like, they'll put, I'm like, if you drop Kevin Durant, in like the eighties, I was like, they would, they do bad things to him. What he would do to like Larry Bird and them. And they acted like I was like a fool. And they were like, no, they wouldn't go across the middle. They wouldn't. And I was like, I hate that. The whole like LeBron wouldn't do anything to the Pistons. Like Bill Lambier would mess him up. I'm like, LeBron <laughs> yeah. would whoop Bill Lambier's ass. Like yes. whoop his ass up and down the court. Like, and I know the bad, there are moments to cramp game. There are things that like you can dislike him for and you can bash him for. And it's all things, but the crap like, game's stupid, though. Like, yeah. he literally, like, I he's hate hurt. That. He's hurt, yeah. man. Like, and the, the people hate the decision. It's like, yeah, the decision's great until you got ESPN being like, we'll give you $10 million to do this. 
And you're like, well, hell yeah, right. Well, I mean, like, he donated the money to the freaking Boys and Girls Club. You don't want to hear that. But just just back to the point. Like, he is the best basketball player in the world. Still is right now. I don't care what anybody says. Like, yeah. And it's just you hate on him because you don't think he's good at the game. And it's like he's doing things, like Mike Breen said, making history every night. He's historically – he's going to be the number one – I think he's going to break every record that he wants. I, like, I think he's going to be the best – statistically the best basketball player of all time when he's done. So, yeah, I agree. And I people are going to be like, oh, he's three and what, three and six in the finals? And that's yeah. fine. He's going to get – I think we'll get – Two more rings. I hope so. Five's cool. Just just yeah. tie code with five. That's cool. <laughs> what are you saying there? Yeah, you know, hey, it's all about rings, man. Well, it's all about rings, and Bill Russell's the greatest player of all time. Yeah, John yeah. Sally's better than LeBron James at that point. I'm not disagreeing with that. Adam Morrison, <laughs> better than Gary Payton. Yep. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Actually, literally in my notes here, I have because LeBron hits a three over Curry, and Curry comes down and ties the game. And in my notes, I literally have what we just talked about. I said, "Why does Curry keep getting switched onto LeBron? Why hasn't Steve Kerr made this adjustment yet?" Right. <laughs> so, um, and at this point, like Kevin Durant is like one of six from three, I think it was, and he starts hitting shots and he's like doing this Kevin Durant thing, the Slim Reaper. There's one play is particularly that jumps out where J.R. Smith is like playing perfect defense on, on Durant. Like as good as you possibly can, Durant still hits a three over him. And you're like, it's kind of those like you throw your hands up and go, what do you do things? Like, because right. it's just, you know, who he is. He's the most gifted scorer I think the league's ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. And just the things he can do. Like I know people are going to be like, well, you know, James Harden. I'm like, no one scores like Durant. No one ever has. The closest person I said this last week was Trace McGrady. And McGrady is not anywhere near as good as Kevin Durant was. And I That's, love Trace Listen, McGrady. I love – exactly. I love T-Mac. But T-Mac is – gets a lot of love for a lot of things that I'm like, we, we crucify others for what T-Mac gets a pass on. It's like, why yeah. does he – which is fine. That's cool. I like T-Mac injuries all that stuff like houston t-max awesome orlando t-max awesome but there's a lot of things it's like okay like, well yeah well people are like you know like his time with the raptors i'm like he wasn't t-mac no, like, he's a young kid like yeah he even talked about that he's like i i went too early he's like i i didn't go i should have gone to college should have gone to kentucky no oof oof yeah imagine here now as a kentucky fan um so Clay hits the three to go five but here's the biggest one of my favorite plays in the game it doesn't involve any of the warrior superstars so the Cavs miss the shot, and the Warriors have that fast break they always have. It's beautiful, but it's their second unit that runs it. At one point, Livingston and Looney have LeBron in a two-on-one in the paint, and Livingston's, like, driving at LeBron, which, like, you never see LeBron out of place ever. You know, it's, like, just not a normal thing. And Livingston gets the pass around him, and Looney has that dunk, and, you, and it's, like, that's the Warriors. And it was just yeah. this really nice place. It's really big place. It just shows right the, the system that they buy into. They all, yeah. like, it's like, it works. Like, it just works. It's a foundation that if mm-hmm. you have 10 guys that can play and are healthy, that you're going to be fine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what they do. Um, so at the end of this, this 84-78 Warriors, the third quarter Warriors weren't the third quarter Warriors to the normal extent. Um, and then one of my all-time favorite moments in the game. So, you know, they always have those, like, before the after the first and after the third quarter, they interview the coaches real quick for the game. And at this point, Doris Burke is interviewing Steve Kerr, and she's just asking simple questions like, Steph Curry's hitting shots, Kevin Durant's heating up, and she goes, what is your defense strategy for LeBron James? And he goes, um, hopefully he decides to go get a drink or something. <laughs> it's like, I love Steve Kerr, right? He just, it's, it's the realness, it's the bluntness. It's like, yeah, like, what do you want me to say there? Like, yeah, yeah. we hope he misses. Like, no shit, Doris Burke. Like, but yeah, it's very funny that in a serious moment, he just kind of makes a, makes a joke at it. So I know, like this hyper-pressure, super intense, like you're playing in the finals. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so then the Cavs start getting back into it, and there's that first, like LeBron hits Jeff Green, he gets his first bucket of the game. Jeff Green played 35 minutes of the game, and then scores in the fourth quarter. And then there's that one really, really awesome, like they run this set. LeBron hands it off to Larry Nance, who hits Jeff Green. Then LeBron cuts to the rim, and Green hits him on this perfect pass, Cavs down four. And that's when you're like, all right, so this is, you know, they're, they're, put, they're building momentum, they're putting something together. But then, of course, like, they go down the next the other side, and Clay Thompson gets fouled by Kyle Corbett. So it's like every time the Cavs make moves, something happens. So Clay hits this two. Jeff Green comes out, hits a three. Kyle Corbett hits a three. Casual went down one, Warriors timeout. Warriors come down and miss. Jordan Clarkson hits that floater, which he's been silent all game two. And then LeBron has that layup to give him 40. So at this point, the Cavs are winning. The game's going back and forth. There's several lead changes. 
We're about halfway through the fourth quarter. I think we're about the 645 mark. Is this for you? Do you remember, like, is this your, like, the Cavs might fucking win this game? I mean, just it kind of going back to the you know, the third quarter Warriors and just the Warriors in general, like, their system is, like, they push you away. They, they don't – like, they just kill you. They step on your throat, killer mentality, all that stuff. So, yeah, when it, the Cavs are hanging around, I'm like, damn, like, the longer they hang around, like, the more I like their odds. Like, no shit. But, like, obviously, just because, like, you know, you're waiting on that Warriors run. And when the Warriors make a run, you're like, all right, here it is. They're going to extend it to seven or eight. And even – you know, seven or eight doesn't sound like a lot, but a seven, eight point lead against the Warriors is pretty, like almost insurmountable in the fourth quarter. But yeah. it's just, and then you get there, and then the Cavs are just answer every run. LeBron is just making the perfect play, the perfect pass. And it's like, all right, they, like exactly like you said, I'm like, they're going to do this. Like, and he's going to win this by himself. And you know, the next couple of minutes show that he basically did. But yeah, <laughs> one thing happens. Well, he doesn't get his first foul call till 643. When honestly, like I'm, they show it multiple times. I thought it was a clean strip of uh Steph and they called him for a foul for hitting the wrist which I thought was a really bad call um then the next possession Durant hits one of two but here's a huge play here like I know when we look back at these Warriors championships it's very rare we're going to be like you know if they didn't have Kevon Looney because honestly if they didn't have Kevon Looney they still win but when Durant misses that free throw he grabs that rebound and has that put back real quick and like he just always had like it seemed like Looney was that guy that was like right place, right time throughout the whole game, mm-hmm. because you know the four stars just kind of did their thing. He was the fifth starter, and he kept Tristan Thompson off the boards, which Tristan Thompson offensive rebound wise is super good. Um, I swear though, watching Tristan Thompson in these games, like, does it feel like he's like playing in slow motion to you? Like when he would get like an offensive rebound, and he would go for a putback. It felt like it took him five minutes. He's in quicksand, right? You yeah. jump in and it's like, dude, get up, like. <laughs> Yeah, like, if 2K ever comes out with a game where Tristan Thompson has a standing dunk rating over 70, I'm going to call bullshit. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's like every time Tristan – like, Looney kept him there. So, Looney, and, you know, I mentioned earlier that two-on-one that Livingston and him ran on LeBron. So, Looney kind of just really just made these, like, big plays throughout the game to kind of get things going. And then in the next possession after that layup, LeBron's, like, back in Curry in. And he strips LeBron and starts a fast break, and it's like – is Kevin Looney low key like a star in this game? Like if we're playing hockey, you know, there's the three stars in the hockey. Is he? Is he? Is he yeah. star? Is Kevin? Is Kevin Looney by the choke a bit? Unbelievable. Yeah, he. I mean, played really well that game. And I mean, like you said, there are moments where you're like, holy shit! Like the war. Just the word. Of course, the Warriors have Kevin Looney. Of course, like this and that. And yeah, I mean, he's a six nine, six ten, just monster that can do it all. So it's not surprising that he has his skill sets. But yeah. Yeah, let's move two minutes ahead just so we can kind of get to like where everything gets fun. So Warriors are up three, four and a half minutes to go. Curry hits a three, they go up six. And then Lou calls a timeout. So I'll go real quick with these. LeBron has like that layup. But once again, Tyler's like, hey, LeBron, why don't you cut to the rim? Okay. So the ATO, they had this for LeBron to cut to the rim. LeBron then blows by Curry on the next position, gets a dunk, makes a two point game. And then Curry hits a layup. Kevin Love comes out, hits a three, one point game. And then this is where it's like LeBron gets the layup, gives the Cavs a lead, and the, and gets draws the foul on Looney for the day. But then here's the infamous, as Rex Chapman puts it, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the most the big blocker charge moment. So Durant's driving to the rim. LeBron goes to set his feet, and you know, kind of to plant himself. And so Durant like bumps into him, and immediately immediately they call a charge. So right. you. See like Tristan Thompson's like hitting LeBron on the chest celebrating like LeBron gets up like there's nothing and he's like and it feels it's a big momentum switch because right after you see Durant immediately do that definitely was a charge I agree yeah and you see Durant immediately does the thing like review that review that review that so right after that Durant like they they change the call and like just like for how much like you know there's so many times this game you think they're out of it it's this moment. It's that moment. It's this moment. It's that moment. And that was kind of a felt like it was like, well, all right, there it is. Thanks for coming guys. And Durant comes, he hits, he hits the free throws to tie the game. It's like, it felt like, all right, that turns the game. That's where the Warriors take over, right? That's where they win. This is the moment that we'll look back on and be like, all right, well, if this didn't happen, LeBron wins. And yeah. Right. Yeah. And then LeBron gets the layup, put him up too. Curry draws the foul for a three-point play. George Hill, that was, and then, which is which is a nasty play. Like, dude, that, just yeah. unreal. 
So at he this took point, a lot of contact, and I was like, and threw it up there. I was like, damn, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. Tough basket. So puts the Warriors up one, and so then I think you know Tyler doesn't use a timeout here, which is going to come into play very importantly. So they come down. There's about 12 seconds left in the game. And LeBron sees George Hill cut, tries to hit him real quick, but Clay Thompson wraps his arm around George Hill to get him to the line. George Hill comes smart, to this, which is a smart play by Clay. Like, right? Yeah, exactly. George Hill comes into this finals as an 83% free throw shooter. So you're like, okay, you know, you're, you got to hit two to win. And there's five seconds left on the clock. I don't think the Warriors have a timeout here, if I remember. Hits the, fir- the fir- front of two, misses the second. J.R. Smith gets the rebound. Easy and here comes. Back. Easy, Easy put back. Left he hand. rebounds Kevin Durant for a chance to win the game. Yeah. And, of course, dribbles to the other side to try to run off the clock, and a meme is born. Uh, yeah. I mean, just and the anger, the frustration. Just, I mean, I remember just being there and being like, what the hell just happened? Like, And I think everybody in America knew. Like, when LeBron went to that timeout, and he's just sitting there, and JR is trying to explain him stuff, and LeBron is just staring forward. I'm like <laughs> – I was like, damn. I'm like, he is leaving A and B, they lost this game. Like, I was because like, in overtime, you knew it was not going to be close. And- well, there's that clip where they're like sitting there and he looks, and you see LeBron, he looks up at the scoreboard real quick and he looks at Tyler and he goes, We had a timeout. And Tyler yeah. goes, Yeah. And you just see him go, Yeah. Right. He knew that, like, okay, even when he got the rebound, call time, like, once he dribbled it out, you call timeout with three seconds left and get a play. Yeah. Like, give you a chance. Get a look. Get a look. Throw something. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, so Warriors, So then we get to overtime, and it's not very entertaining at all. The Warriors dominate. Uh, there's, like, a couple moments there where, like, LeBron blocks a step shot, and they kind of jaw back and forth. Clay Thompson gets involved, and Tristan Thompson comes in, and he gets ejected for yeah. a very soft call. Um, and then Draymond <laughs> comes in, and they have to be separated. So the final, of course, Warriors win game one, 124-114, after just dominating in overtime. 17-7, yeah, so to seven, they outscored him. Yeah. So at this point, you know the series is over, right? Like you just know that there's no like you're just like that was right. the game. Yeah. That was the game that, was that their needed to win. Game one in Oracle. They could lose game two and then be fine, go back home. And it's it's yeah. Yeah, it was it was over before. So a couple couple things that come up from the game that I, I, I kind of thought about. So first one I, I kinda wanna ask, do you think we let George Hill off too early? Because yes, the J.R. Smith play happens. Yes, J.R. Smith's responsible for that moment, but if he hits those two free throws, like you know, the Warriors got to go full court with four seconds to go with no timeouts to win the game, which they very well could have. They're the Warriors. Right. But I feel like, you know, as much as J.R. Smith fully deserves, like, that sca- that like he's the scapegoat, like, George Hill played pretty bad this game, and every chance he'd had a chance to redeem himself, he didn't do it. Right. I mean, it's, it's hard because, like, nobody's perfect from the line, obviously. But, yeah, very, at 80, what'd you say, 86, 84% free throw shooter? Like, 82, expect, something like that. Yeah. yeah you're, you're supposed to – you're expected to knock them both down and, like – Yes and no. I, I don't like being that guy that blames everything on the mm. last play because there are things that go into it. But, sure. yeah, I mean, you expect your point guard to make free throws and one that shoots 80%. Yeah, I mean, I would like – obviously, if I'm, I'm frustrated that he didn't make a miss. I'm sure he was too. But, yeah, and then the whole JR situation, that's just an easier thing to blame than George Hill. George Hill loves that J.R. Smith did that. I know. He's like <laughs> – He's like, whew. <laughs> Thank God. He's like, now I'm in Milwaukee. Yeah, right. And then there's that part where, like, the presser, Ty Lue's like, did JR explain himself? He's like, yeah, he said he didn't know the score. And that guy keeps, like, badging LeBron, like, did you talk to JR? He's like, what was he thinking? He's like, I can't talk for him. He's like, no. do you know the score? He's like, how do I know? And he's like, that's when he has the infamous, like, he leaves. He's like, do better tomorrow moment, yeah. which is, like, one of my all-time favorite press conference moments. But, so, yeah, I agree. I think um, I think both those guys really kind of, like, because they didn't play well throughout the game. Like, JR had some moments. Um, Actually, I thought Jared played pretty well. I think he Jared, just had... Jared ended with 10, 10, 3, and 2, which, I mean, for the sure. best player on the team, sure. George Hill, 7 points, uh, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. But he shot, like, steal. what? He shot, like, 3 of, like, 12 or something like that? Yeah, but not good. Yeah. Um, Jeff Green plays 35 minutes in this game. <sighs> like, I understand Kevin Love was hurt. 1 of 6 from 3. Series. Yeah, like... But he did. He had three rebounds, five assists, one steal. Yeah, he was good one, in the fourth yeah, quarter. One block. I was like, eh. I get he played the game of his life against the Celtics in game seven, but you got to have better options. I'm not right. saying play like Ante Zizic by any means, but. Um, I mean, yeah. then you look, you look at it's hilarious looking at the numbers. Like Kevin Love, 21, 21, Love 13, and really one. Well. 
Yeah, then you get to LeBron James, 51 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, like, 1 block. Was he like 51. 19 of 33 or something yeah. like that? 19 of 32, you know, 0.59 yeah, from the field. Like 51 points and a loss. You know, I mean, I'm sure he got back to his room and just screamed. I've been like, what the fuck is going on? Like, um, I mean, that's when you knew he, they lost. Like, game yeah. of his life, best, I think best game he's ever played. Dominant from that start was my to finish. Next question, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I do think it's his best game he's ever played. I think um, there are moments in the Pistons game, the twenty-five straight are great. The when he beat, you know, like the game, what I get with the game five or six against Boston, where he baptized Jason Terry, which was still one of my favorite plays of all time. And, but like, yeah. he's Obviously, great in those. But game I think, seven, twenty sixteen. Yeah, um, this game, I think he was like he knew he, he knew he had to perform. He's the underdog, and then he he came out and performed his ass off and came up short, which is obviously think- this. This led to why he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the Warriors knew they were like, we'll just let LeBron do his thing and we'll stop everyone else? I I think they they say that. I mean, obviously they want to try to stop him to make it easier, but yeah, they know they can't. You can't contain him. Just kind of like what you do with Durant or Curry. Yeah. When they're in those modes, it's like try to stop everybody else because let him get theirs. So yeah, exactly. but I mean, it's the truth. Fifty-one points. The next highest is twenty-one. The next highest is ten. And then you yeah, got the rest 1. of the finals. Five points, yeah. So. The rest of the finals, he struggles. Like, which obviously, you know, there's a story of he breaks his hand, he punches the wall or something like that. Um, which I wanted to show you that clip. I couldn't find it anywhere. So before Game Four, they show Bill Simmons and that court side of the NBA Finals talking to Zach Lowe, and he goes, "Did you hear this stuff about LeBron's hand?" And Zach Lowe's like, "No." He's like. Apparently, after game one, he got pissed off in the locker room and broke it. He punched something. And they show LeBron, like, in warm-ups, he's, like, going like this, like, trying to, like, looks like he's, like, trying to get feeling in it. Do you think the broken hand was an excuse, or do you think it was, like, it was a contributing factor? I think more of an excuse. I think it just, it saves the, it saves the, I got swept, my ass, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. well, he played with a broken hand. It's like, well, you're the idiot, like, you're the idiot that punched something. Like, obviously, frustration, <laughs> we've all been there, but, like, it's not like something fell on your hand. Like, where you punched something and broke your hand? Like, I, I'm not feeling sorry for you. I just remember, like, did he come out with a cast? Like, after, like... Game four, the-, the post, he has a pre- he has a cast on his yeah, hand. That was so soft. I was like, come on, dude. Like, if, if I, that's me, I'm letting that leak, like, the day after. Like, I'm not coming out with a splint on and being like, oh, well... Didn't tell you guys this. It's like, well, conveniently, he told us after you got swept. So I wonder if it was him or if it was the Cavs that were yeah. like, hey, just, don't let this get out. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, game one, if I break my hand, I'm not telling anybody game two and game three because then Clay Thompson yeah. or Kevin Durant slapping so swipe at your hand. the ball, right? Yeah. So I Especially get hiding out. That's why. But at, at the same time, it's like when it's game four and he lost, why why come out then? Why not wait a couple of days and be like, yeah, you have a burger hand? Yeah. So, agreed. I think he just looks uh, off at the press conference. Yeah. So the last thing here I was kind of curious of, you, you know, we've laughed about this whole episode. How many of the players in this Cavaliers team would you actually trust in a do or die game? I think I have three. Do or die game. So I would trust obviously LeBron. Yeah. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. And even though he had the goofiest moment, Jared Smith has shown in the past that when they needed him to do something, he showed up. I mean, he's excellent in, t- in, this, in the 2016 finals. He's yeah. So good. I trust Kyle Korver. Okay. Yeah. I, I just feel like he's fair. a knockdown shooter. And that, like, I, if I do or die game, I want him on the court somehow. A couple minutes come in and space the floor. Like, that's fine. But, like, yeah. LeBron James, Kevin Love, Kyle Korver. JR, just, I love JR, but there are moments I'm like, yeah. Like, I, uh, I fully believe that Kyrie Irving really cost us another great year of this rivalry. Oh, yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Stephen, Ky- like, Stephen Kyrie going at it was amazing. So, I know. I missed it. All right, actually, the real last question. Did the 2018 NBA season take a year off LeBron James' life? Oh, yeah. He played 104 went, games. Went to the Lakers and was like, Hurt. we're not going to win, and I am taking a much-needed vacation, and <laughs> yeah. we're going to build a team for next year. We're going to run it back. And that's what they did. Yeah, that's what the Warriors did right Gets all buddy-buddy with all the rookies. Hey, we're all boys. I love you. He's like, you want to know how the business works? Like, yeah, like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like gumbo. Kept the wrong one though. Should have kept Ingram, but I get why the Pelicans didn't want. Yeah. Didn't want. So. Yeah, I had to too. Um, so. so, all right. When we look back at this Warriors dynasty, what they did—five straight years playing in the NBA Finals, win three of five. Steph Curry wins two MVPs. All those All Star games. Draymond, the Defensive Player of the Year. How would you remember this Warriors run? 
it starts with, I mean, they created the Warriors, like Clay you know, Harrison. the homegrown team. Yeah, Steph, Clay, Harrison, Draymond. Those are the four that and they, won, they won the first finals. That's them. I'm not faulting them for getting Durant. I mean, every team goes up to the big, like the white whale. They got yeah. them, and they were a team that hit their peak and got the best, one of the best scorers in the league at the time they hit their peak. Um, and three, I mean, the 3 1 losing to Cleveland, they don't lose that. They're in the talks of best team, one of the best stretches ever. Like, what, like for team yeah. organization, not like, not for the Bulls for me, but like they're in that conversation. Like, they supplied themselves, like, okay, we won four in a row and we're getting better. The Raptors last year, I mean, that's tough, but that's a lot of injuries, but it's part yeah. of it. I mean, you can't, I mean, the whole thing, the reason they beat the Cavs so easily is because Kyrie went out and Kevin Love went out or vice versa. So, it all plays a factor into it, but I'll look at them as I mean they're rightfully so champions. I don't think they bought the t- I don't think they bought the titles. I don't think they did no, all that because I think I mean they played really good basketball. And I mean, shit, when, went- you, when you look at those benches they had, you're like, all right, cool, right? Way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Iguodala is huge, obviously. And Iguodala didn't even play in this game. Um, no, he didn't because he got be- yeah right. That was the whole thing. Like he yeah. But other than that, really, like, Livingston, like, really, like, he reinvented himself, obviously, from his, like, awful injury and became a great, like, role player in the NBA. That's, like, the biggest heartbreak because he was on the, he was on the cusp of just being spectacular. He's going to Duke. Yeah. You remember, like, he was just incredible, like, his first couple years. You're like, oh, he has the athleticism, and he's really developing into a basketball player because you're like, he could be Gerald He had, like, like an Alex Smith injury, right, where he just, his leg just messed up. Oh, yeah. Tough. Yeah. Don't watch that clip on YouTube. I'm good. Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'll pass on that noise. Well, I guess this wraps up Cavs Warriors Week. Thank you all if you've tuned in to either one of these episodes or all three or even just clicked on it to see what we did. Um, this was a lot of fun for us. I know we're trying to get back in the swing of things as the season's coming back. Um, so we're trying to get comfortable. I know we have a really fun episode coming up, uh, our Lakers 2K draft episode. I'm really stoked about that. I put the board together for everyone and sent it out to everybody yesterday. And I've been scouting, you know, depending where I pick and how I can do some stuff. We're basically going to do a fantasy draft with only Laker players that were in 2K or play with the Lakers at some point. So uh, we'll have that up on our YouTube channel. We'll have an episode up for it as well with all, all five of us. Um, that's next after Cavs Warriors week. So thank you all for tuning in to all three of these. Thank you for tuning into this episode of At Large Bid. Taylor, good to be doing a pod with you again, man. Right, man. It's been too long. Move. Last time we did this, we were in different houses, both moving to new places, whatnot, got everything squared away. But, yeah, looking forward to getting the NBA season back, getting sports back in general, uh, give us something to talk about, and then going to college basketball this next season. Um, hopefully it's filled with a lot of exciting stuff. I'm still mad we didn't get March Madness. I don't think I'll ever Same. get over that. Like, I don't think I'll, I'll literally ever get over that. Unbelievable. Like, there were so many teams I wanted to see play. Like, it was going to be such a weird year, unique yeah. year. But it's the way it goes sometimes. Stuff's out of our control. But, yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait to do the Lakers stuff. So, we'll see you next week. Everyone take it easy.